Derek Chauvin files for new trial in the death of George Floyd. So ex-Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has filed a motion seeking a new trial in the death of George Floyd, arguing that his constitutional right to a fair trial was violated multiple times throughout the proceedings. Defense attorney Eric Nelson took issue with the judge's refusal to grant a change of venue in the decision to not sequester jurors during the trial, among other things, in a 10-point post-verdict filing. The cumulative effect of the multiple errors in these proceedings deprived Mr. Chauvin of a fair trial and violation of his constitutional rights, the filing reads. Nelson argued that it was unconstitutional when the court declined to compel testimony from Maurice Hall, a suspected drug dealer and friend of Floyd's who was with him at the time of the May 25, 2020 incident that led to his death. The court abused its discretion and violated Mr. Chauvin's rights under the Confrontation Clause when it failed to order Maurice Hall to testify or, in the alternative, to admit into evidence Mr. Hall's statements to law enforcement regarding his interactions with George Floyd and presence at the May 25, 2020 incidents. Hall invoked the Fifth Amendment to avoid testifying, but he had made statements to police that were not revealed to jurors despite Nelson's attempts to have them read in court. Nelson also accused prosecutors of pervasive prejudicial prosecutorial misconduct and alleged that jurors convicted Chauvin on charges that the evidence did not sufficiently support. Now, the court abused its discretion when it submitted instructions to the jury that failed to accurately reflect the law with respect to second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and authorized use of force, the filing reads. And he argued that the court allowed prosecutors to lead witnesses during questioning. In addition to requesting a new trial, Nelson also asked for the guilty verdicts against Chauvin to be tossed. Two notable potential areas of conflict were left out of the filing. Controversial remarks from Maxine Waters and a juror who was photographed at a Black Lives Matter protest but failed to acknowledge it on the pre-trial questionnaire given to potential jury members. Waters has said she would urge protesters to get more confrontational if Chauvin had been acquitted at trial. And Brandon Mitchell, the juror, was photographed last summer at a Washington, D.C. BLM rally wearing a t-shirt that said, Get your knee off our neck. A reference to Floyd's death after Chauvin knelt on his neck for nearly nine minutes on video, according to the original video. The questionnaire asked directly whether potential jurors had attended protests over the death of Floyd over police brutality, and Mitchell answered no to both questions. And he also declined to comment Tuesday from Fox News. So either way, this is like a very interesting situation. And it'd be interesting to see what people think about this situation. Do you think this is the right move? This is the wrong move? Is there anything that's actually going to come out of this? Like, this is going to be interesting because, okay, I understand people saying, okay, that 
there are evidence for, you know, a mistrial. But then at the same time, is he ever actually going to be able to find a judge and a jury that is not biased against him, right? Is he actually going to be capable of getting a fair trial, right? Because no matter what happens, no matter where it goes, you know that there is going to be different influences that might affect what will actually happen in this situation. And this is this can be seen as a problem because you know this divides people by such a huge extent and it's just going to be interesting to see what happens in this whole situation because regardless if you like Derek Chauvin or not which I don't think anyone necessarily likes him this whole kind of trial situation is just a disappointment on both sides because the people that really wanted him to be super punished basically wanted him to basically be hanged for it. And the other people just wanted to know, okay, what's actually going on? Because the thing is, it's an odd situation because I don't think anyone actually expected Chauvin to you know, necessarily become innocent or you know, be deemed innocent. But I think a lot of people didn't necessarily expect for him to be found guilty on every single count. It's just going to be interesting. I'd love to see people's responses on this. But uh, I see two main issues. One, let's say that he ends up actually getting approved for this, basically filing for a mistrial. Does he get 100% off free? Is he able to find a brand new trial situation? Because both are not necessarily ideal in the sense of the public perception of it. Because the public perception, at least from a lot of media sources, is that he is 100% guilty and that there's no evidence showing that he's not guilty. But if you were to have watched the full trial then you'd know that there are just questionable things that pop up, right? Which again, kind of like goes and shows that there was people that necessarily didn't think that he would be found innocent, but that he wouldn't necessarily be found guilty on every count. Because what they were trying to prove was going to be pretty hard to prove. So I just see a lot of potential issues coming from this. I feel like... Not really anyone's really going to uh, be happy with the true final outcome of this whole situation. I don't think anyone's actually going to be truly happy with the whole Derek Chauvin situation, the whole trial, all that kind of stuff, right? Because let's face facts. If he ends up getting approved, there's going to be more riots. If he ends up getting denied, there's probably going to be more riots. If he's going to end up getting, you know, a mistrial and he gets off scot-free, in a sense, there's going to be riots. Like, there's there's just so many negatives all surrounding this case. 
And it's just going to be odd to see the outcomes of this, like the true final outcome, like the finality of this. Because who knows how long this is going to keep on going on. Like this might be something where this might keep on going on for like the next year, the next two years, because he might keep trying to file for like a mistrial or for a brand new trial. Because in many ways, some can make the statement that it wasn't necessarily fair. So feel free, feel free to give your thoughts and your opinions on this, whether you, you know, agree that he should have been found guilty on every single charge or if he should have been found innocent or that you just don't know, right? Because for many people, they just don't necessarily know, but they might side with finding him guilty just because that might be easier. But, you know, that's not really the whole purpose of a trial. The whole purpose of a trial is to figure out can you prove without without a reasonable doubt that he is guilty of what he is being charged with? And there has to be no doubt. So it's going to be interesting. And the thing that's going to be like working in his favor probably the most is... Hold on, where is it? Where is it? Is the Brandon Mitchell juror... Because he lied on his questionnaire. I believe there's actually a recording of him admitting that, you know, you want to be a juror so that you can make change. Basically kind of like a motivation right there. And he was literally photographed at a rally where he basically already had a preconceived notion that Chauvin was guilty. And... There's just so many different things that like are surrounding this that like would give people the preconceived notion that he is for sure guilty. So I just see a lot of issues with this. I see a lot of issues no matter what happens. But yeah, feel free to give your thoughts because this this is probably going to get pretty bad, honestly. This is probably going to cost a lot of money for a lot of places. There's going to be a lot of damage. There's going to be a lot of news companies talking about this for... You know, clicks and all that. 20-year-old TikTok-er is basically earning $33,000 a month. And she explains how she got her start as a money influencer. But just imagine this, right? Imagine that you're 20 years old and you're making over $300,000 a year using TikTok. Like, that is just so amazing when you really think about it. But let's get into the story. So before Taylor Price began ninth grade, she underwent major spinal fusion surgery. The surgery led to further medical complications and her ability to live the life of a normal high schooler changed in a few months, she told Insider. That summer... I had to relearn to walk. My first day at high school, my brother had to carry my bag for me. I had to ask people to carry my books for me. I had a special desk that I was sitting in. I wasn't allowed to attend PE, Price said. At a young age, she realized that life was extremely valuable and decided that Whatever goals she had, she would put forth her fullest efforts to achieve them. 
Her own medical challenges made her want to become a neurosurgeon. But in a college biology class, she realized her health condition would hinder her. Standing for hours on end and bending over to examine specimens was causing her back pain. I dropped out. I said, "Hey, mom, I have no idea what to do. I had tunnel vision to become a neurosurgeon." Price said, and she told me, "Hey, you know things change, but you can go into finance." I said, "Why not? I basically have nothing to do at this point." Everything that I thought I was going to do vanished in a day, pretty much. She followed her mother's advice and pursued a bachelor's degree with a focus on finance and management at the university at Albany. She began learning everything about a company's finances, but still knew nothing about her own. That's when she embarked on a journey to learn about personal finance. In 2019, she founded Tap Into It, a website focused on financial literacy for Gen Z. Now, at the age of 20, Price generates about $33,000 a month, according to the last three months of financial documents viewed by Insider. And I'm gonna check out Tap Into It after we read this article because I think it'd be pretty cool to look into it. Below, she shares how she went from a lost college student to a multi-six-figure personal finance influencer. So she started a blog about personal finance. In 2018, Price started writing a blog on all the things she was learning about personal finance from books, blogs, and YouTube videos. There's a lot of financial jargon that young people are not interested in, or just can't understand. Price said, "She approaches her articles and videos with the intent to explain financial concepts simply, using memes and Gen Z slang." Her side hustle eventually evolved into her current company, Tap Into It, a financial literacy business that teaches Gen Z how to manage their money through the website. In an app that provides workshops, community chats, daily lessons, and market insights, she spent as little as possible to get started, bootstrapping her way up to a fully functioning website. When she needed help, she got a virtual assistant. For freelance writers, she used Fiverr, a website that allowed her to hire freelance writers on demand. Her website now brings in about nineteen thousand dollars a month. According to financial records for the first quarter of 2021, now she uses her social media accounts to share her knowledge. Price uses her social media platforms to share explainer videos that talk about financial concepts and even entertaining topics like good summer side hustles and weirdest celebrity purchases. She now has one million followers on her TikTok accounts. As her follower base grew, she was able to leverage sponsorships and partnerships with other companies, and she also consults for brands on values that are important to Gen Z. She does all this through her personal brand, Taylor Price LLC, which now generates about thirteen thousand dollars a month, according to financial documents from the first quarter of twenty twenty one, with another two. Hundred thousand dollars in contracts secured for the remainder of the year, according to records viewed by Insider.
Now, she also makes extra cash doing side jobs on Fiverr. Even though Price already generates a healthy amount of income, she still chooses to take on extra jobs. The very same platform she uses to hire some of her freelancers is the platform others use to hire her. Now, Price generates about one thousand dollars a month writing content, blogs, and even sales copy. The catch is that she doesn't actually spend that money. Instead, she keeps it as credit in her account to hire other contractors who have skills she doesn't, such as app developers and digital designers, and this helps keep her operating costs very low. And I find personally that this fact right here is so amazing because this girl basically is like in the mindset of a startup company, where she is grinding nonstop, doing everything that she can to grow the company as fast as profitable as possible. Which is super amazing to actually see. Now she implements everything she learns in her own investment strategy. Price chose to move back in with her mom so that she could keep her expenses minimal. This allows her to allocate a majority of her income to her investment accounts. She also invests in index funds and exchange-traded funds, which are ETFs. And her top ETFs are from Ark Investment Management. Led by one of her idols, Kathy Wood, Wood has been a point of inspiration for Price because she's a successful woman in a field that is still predominantly male. One of the investing platforms Price likes to use is Public because it's a social brokerage account that allows her to share her portfolio. The platform lets users see some of what their peers are invested in, follow other investors, and share insights with people from different professional backgrounds. It's like investing, but with a social media element. By the way, if you want to get your foot started into like investing into the stock market or even cryptocurrency, you could join Robinhood down below, and you could potentially get a free stock if you link a bank account with that. Or you could check out Coinbase, where you might have a chance to get. I think about ten dollars worth of Bitcoin by joining there and starting to invest like a hundred dollars into cryptocurrency. So the way in which I found where I am today is one day I went to Barnes and Noble and I spent a lot of time in the self-help and healing section. Price told Insider, from a book called Ikigai, she learned about four pillars of a fulfilling life: do what you're actually good at. Do what you can get paid for, do what the community actually needs today, and do what you actually love. I have implemented this into my own life, and I have never been as happy and more fulfilled in life. I am able to help people in their financial well-being, and I am able to get compensated for what I love. So that was actually a pretty cool story. But let's go check out her website, which is probably going to be pretty cool. So it looks very clean, just from like right when you get to it. And by the way, her website is tapintuit.co. So T A P I N T U I T dot C O. So this is pretty cool. I really already like the look of it. So learning today to stay wealthy tomorrow. Join our financial literacy movement, aka how to get the bread and how to take control of your own money. I do like that. I think it's pretty cool. 
Then there's the bragging rights, Yahoo Finance, Thrive Global, Dark, GMA, USA Today. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, the cool thing about this is that she has this thing called Join Tap Pro. So let's go right here. Tap Pro. Dozier. Funny. Yeah, so okay. I really like how she does this because look, she set this up in such a clean way. Like if you were to actually go to her website and just check it out, it's such a clean way. It's such a simple design in the sense that it makes it very easy for someone to like go to her website and then go and check it out. For example, if you were to go into the description of this episode and click uh, learn how to make money online in the description of this episode, you'd actually see something similar to this where it is very simple and to the point. Because that is one of the best ways to actually make money with a website is by keeping things super clean and super simple. And I love this, right? So join Tap Pro now with a limited time seven day free trial. And, you know, students get, you know, 20% off. Now what's interesting is like you click join now so that we can see the price of this. So you get the seven day free trial, but it's a $19.99 every month. Like this is amazing because you got to think about it. She has a million people on her TikTok. She would only need 1,000 people from her a million people fan base to join this. And she would be making about 20K per month, every month. Like It's not too unrealistic that she might have like 2,000, maybe 3,000 subscribers every month. And geez, like it would not be hard for her to actually get to the point where she's making $100,000 per month just from this account. I, I love this. I think this is amazing. And the coolest thing about this, I find it amazing to see... A girl use like the OnlyFans model, but in something that she could actually sell. And what I mean by this, like I'm not hating on girls that do OnlyFans. I think it's amazing to use like a subscription-based model for a business because she doesn't have to rely on herself for this. She can eventually end up paying people to just create content for her, bringing people into this financial literacy subscription program, which in turn allows her to grow the business exponentially because it's just continuous uh, cash flow coming in. But the coolest thing about this is that she can end up selling this. She could at one point build her company up and then just sell it. Now she could basically do it two different ways, right? She could end up just basically selling it for like, you know, 10 or 12 times the cash flow coming in, the recurring customers coming in. Because when you have a subscription-based business and you have a lot of people coming in, you could sell that business for a very large upsell, right? Because you're literally having a massive amount of cash flow coming in every single month. And people who buy businesses like that, oh, they just love it right because they could basically guarantee oh yeah i'm gonna get this this at minimum this every single month now it's also so interesting another road that she could take and this is actually not that unrealistic she could end up doing something similar to like a spec 
deal and then end up potentially getting her business to be worth a few hundred million dollars, depending on how she does it. And the reason why I say that is not unrealistic is because there's literally, I believe, an 18-year-old who created a LiDAR company without any actual product and ended up doing like a SPAC deal and is worth over, I think, a billion dollars. So it's not unrealistic to see how this 20-year-old girl could end up being worth, you know, $100 million or more just from this thing. Just depending on how she ends up structuring it and scaling it up. I think it's a pretty amazing thing. She's going to be a millionaire very soon if she hasn't already passed that point. I think it is absolutely amazing. I like this. Like, this is just nice. Like, this is such a clean and nice thing. Yeah, see, like, this is good. Like, this is really good. Like, I, I love how she structured this. Like, this is super, super cool. But, yeah, if you like this sort of content, hit the like button, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast as well. We're going to be, you know, doing a lot of news, business news, financial news, and stories like this that deals with like business and stuff because like this is so cool to actually end up seeing and if you want to learn how to master your money check out 14box.com if you want to learn how to make money online with just a phone or a computer going down below in the description of this episode but either way this is super duper cool